No. I used to dream about this when I was a little boy. I never thought it would end up this way. Drums. Evan Cohen is on ESPN 106.3. Streaming live via the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speakers. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Call Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys at 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Here's Evan Cohen. Okay, welcome to the show. Evan Cohen with you on the 22nd day of February 2021. 888-760-3776-888-760-ESPN is your telephone number to be a part of the show. You could tweet at us by way of the Grand Champions Polo Club Twitter feed. At Evco Radio for me, Evan Cohen. At Real Coach K for Chris Coquel. At Jeanette and Juice for Troy Aikman. We'll get to that in a second <laughs> as we get the show on the road. As always, driven by Tire Kingdom. They're open early, 7.30 a.m. Open late, 8 p.m. Open 7.00 days a week a local company started right here in palm beach county in 1972 and did you know that if you don't want to move you want to stay at home you want to be at your office whatever it may be and you have an issue with your tire no problem tire kingdom can come to you tire kingdom offers mobile tire installation services tire kingdom certified mobile tire installers will mount install and balance your tires while all you have to do is safely maintain your social distance call 1-844-GET-TIRES or visit tirekingdom.com to schedule an appointment today when you do so in the month of february which, of course, we're in for another few days or so. Uh, Tire Kingdom is going to give you super cash back going on right now. You can get $100 back after mail-in rebate when you buy four select tires and get them installed. We're talking Continental Tires, Michelin, Nitto, and more. Don't miss the super cash back event going on now at Tire Kingdom. They're open early, open late, open seven days a week. A local company started right here in Palm Beach County in 1972. Make sure you visit a Tire Kingdom near you. So I called Jeanette producer of this show or whatever we want to call her um troy aikman because in what was i i think probably the weirdest sports weekend maybe ever like seriously maybe ever so just and we'll get to this in the top five and five in a second here but just to be clear we had a hockey game delayed by sun we had fau baseball player caleb pendleton who's going to be on with us in about a half hour with two grand slams in the same inning in his first two college at-bats we had Cam Newton getting heckled by a camper at Cam Newton's camp. We had an NBA coach in Ryan Saunders get fired by the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then uh, his replacement was hired from a, as an assistant on another team, which you never see ever happening. Chris Finch from the Raptors. And you had Deion Sanders get robbed during the course of a game, allegedly, during his first game at Jackson State as the head football coach. Just your typical sports weekend. Well, while Dion had his game this weekend, all of a sudden Troy Aikman shows up. And the thing that everybody's buzzing about with Troy Aikman, very good-looking guy, um, Troy Aikman shows up with this enormous jug of water that it literally looks like he's like bringing like one of those office cooler water fountain-type things with him on the road. We have a virtual meeting today at 11 a.m. this morning that I was that I, I helped set up for all the producers at ESPN West Palm. And if you noticed, Coquel, Jeanette had an enormous jug of water. So I feel like either she's trying to be like Troy Aikman or I'm out on what is becoming a trend. Is this now a big thing 
where you're supposed to have these enormous jugs of water, Jeanette? Am I missing something on this? No, I just try to drink a gallon of water a day, and it's a way to kind of check my progress. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yesterday was National Tequila Day, I believe. No, today's National Tequila Day. Have we celebrated it yesterday? Yes. Okay, so let's get to the what the wow. Real what is. a liar! What a liar she is! Really? That's how you're gonna start this <laughs> off? What a liar! She's trying. Okay, so what did you really do then? Uh, yesterday um, was one of my friend's birthday, and well, are we gonna start with Friday? Or are we starting with? T- <laughs> oh my God! What a fraud! Let's start. With I'm pu- gonna puking in our bathroom before the show. Why don't we start with that, Jeanette? <laughs> Did she just really do that? Yeah, she tried to eat for the first time. It didn't go well. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm I'm at home. Did you just throw up before the show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to eat plantain chips. And given the, the state my body is in right now, I have not been able to hold food down. What the hell is wrong? <laughs> You just threw up before the show. Like, what if I didn't compare to Troy Aikman? Would I have not gotten this information just now? Because nobody gave me this. No. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was waiting to rat her out, but I wanted it to naturally happen. And you came right out with something I wasn't expecting. So I was holding it in my back pocket. Yeah, he was. What? Yeah. I don't understand. You showed up to, so you're hungover currently right this second? Yes. Oh, yeah. She looks terrible. Yes. <laughs> I, I've had better days. I don't want to get into details, but I had a whole emotional text with her earlier, too, about how I genuinely (laughs) felt so proud of her on something. And now I'm just like, this is not even like, I I don't know what to do right now. What do you mean? Should we send her home? No, she's doing her job. She came in. She helped me do the script for the top five, everything else. She's doing her job. Got the audio ready with me. Everything's Are good. You, but this is not COVID related? No, no. I this I I know the look of someone who's hungover, and it's right <laughs> in front of me, Evan. All right. How much have you been drinking this weekend? Um, Enough to be very hungover today. Still at 5 o'clock on a Monday. Are you proud about this? Like, I'm no, sure I understand not. the mindset. No, I'm not. So I was actually, I was supposed to stop drinking last week. <laughs> For competition. Per home. Per home. The courts? I mean, what do you mean? Like, no, per what? just because for my pageant competition in April. So I was like, uh, alcohol is the easiest thing. If you want to lo- cut or drop weight, just stop drinking. You're going to slim up real quick. So I was uh, like, right. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a drinker, and I'm waiting for myself <laughs> to slim up real quick. But okay, go ahead. So, but I had a couple of friends who were uh from out of town and they're like well we're gonna do a barbecue at the house it was a little small gathering and then somebody brought a bottle of tequila and they brought fresh limes and fruit to make margaritas and that was friday night saturday um i actually stayed home like by myself and then my friend invited me over for dinner and then i had another friend who said hey we're the same group of friends we're pretty much doing the same thing again Saturday. And I was like, all right, then I'll come over and hang out. And then uh, Sunday, I stayed home and I had a couple beers. And by couple, I mean probably (laughs) double digits. Wait a second. By yourself at home, double digit beers. It didn't start by myself. My roommates joined for a little bit. And then um, off, it just it just happened. It, it, it went. And then I was watching movies, and I was having a great time with my dog. And here I am today. 
I saw a good episode of Paw Patrol this weekend. I, I don't understand. So, again, let me just... I threw up my back, or I'm literally wearing a back <laughs> brace currently during the show, but I still ran four miles yesterday, two miles today, because I refused to stop, because I've run every day since April 1st, and I don't care literally if I break. And I, I, there were multiple times at the gym where I had to... I collapsed. And Sounds I, like I you are care. broken. Yeah. No, I am broken. Yeah. I'm fully broken at this point. I literally... I'm like, it's like I'm wearing a championship belt. Jeanette, I, this is not a joke. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm fine. I'm are you sure? Absolutely. But like, at what point are you going to have the realization, you know what, I'm probably an adult now. Like, are we there yet or no? Because you're what, 30? Yes. I think I'm an adult. Like, I'm responsible. I get everything done. I show up to work. I do my job. And just the weekend, I, just people showed up and situations happened and now I'm hungover. I think I'm an adult. Like Monday, <laughs> you I think threw I'm an up adult. in the bathroom before the show. What part of that feels like an adult to you? I'm not proud of it. It just happens. But what am I gonna do? Sit down there and be like, "Oh man, I screwed up again." I mean, I did, but I'm here and I'm doing my job and I'm owning it. I want to know who went to the bathroom after you. Is there anybody now? Like, did Christina go to the bathroom after you? Does she now know? No, that, like, everyone else is on COVID protocols except for those cleared for the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Christina's not there. What am I saying? But, like, in theory, so then you're the only female that's there because I'm not there. So you're the only female <laughs> that's there. Yes. Um, okay. So I guess you don't really have to worry about anybody going in that bathroom, but oh, God. <laughs> she laughs. Because it's ridiculous. I know I'm an adult. I can no, you're not. I think no, you're I not. am. No, you're not. All right, ready? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. If you throw up in the work bathroom a minute before your shift starts, are you an adult? I say no. <laughs> Coquel, what do you say? Is is Jeanette an adult here? Because I say no. Yeah, because she gets she's at her job. She's doing her job. She's done it nah. well so far. She turned the mics on. We're, we're, we're getting <laughs> she there. She turned the mics on. <laughs> well, like when Kayla Pendleton calls in, like, oh, Kayla Pendleton, a Terry Pendleton. She wouldn't even know Terry Pendleton. What she am I saying? All. She's actually going to no, know no, Terry Pendleton no. is. Yeah. No reaction but, at all. I mean, no. like, she's just, oh, my God. Wow. This is this. You're not an adult. And by the way, it's okay that you're not an adult. I would just rather you claim to not be an adult than claim to be an adult, because I don't think you can throw up at work one minute before your shift starts and claim to be an adult. I think you're still a kid. And by the way, if you can still be a kid and be happy, go for it. Nobody's saying for you not to be a kid. I just want to be clear: you are still a kid. (laughs) But I'm showing up, and I have. I'm doing my job. Again, kids have jobs. Like, there's a lot of kids that are probably listening right now, people that are like 20, 21, that would consider themselves a kid and probably have done the exact same thing that you've done today, as a matter of fact. But I don't think you can say you're an adult if you are are puking after three days of drinking at the office because you had a plantain chip and that was too much for you. (laughs) That's not being – I'm just saying that's not being an adult. You can still be putting money in your PNC bank account like you are by just showing up, right? And doing your job, and nobody's saying you're not, but there's still a kid element to it. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Can you consider Jeanette an adult? She comes to work, she's completely hungover, admittedly on the air and off the air, 
she throws up in the bathroom one minute before the show begins and now is on the air and claims, no, no, I'm an adult. I, and I say, no, you're not an adult just because you go to work and you have money doesn't mean that you're an adult. And uh, please continue oh. to put the money in the PNC Bank account. PNC Bank is committed to all those who are working towards their next goal, whether you're going the extra mile to set a personal best or you're looking to take your finances to the next level. PNC knows that reaching your goals often starts with a simple step. PNC Virtual Wall can help you take those steps by providing a snapshot of your finances, getting a breakdown of your budget, and check how much is scheduled out for bills versus how much is left to spend. Easily set up automated savings to help you take control of your finances and reach your long-term goals one step at a time. To learn more about these features, go to pnc.com slash virtual wallet to apply for the PNC Virtual Wallet. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. Copyright 2021. PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved. PNC Bank National Association member, FDIC. Coquel, I kind of cut you off a little bit. Do you believe she's an adult or no? Yeah, sure. Boy, that sounds confident. <laughs> that was not a... Um... I think we're, we're, you know, we're in that phase that some of us get to at a certain point where we're, the transition is ready to happen. It's just, you know, the, the bird needs to learn how to fly now. So is this something like you're not going to like I'm not saying anything's wrong but like this is not something you're going to like avoid doing moving forward that's clear right being hungover like I'm saying next weekend if the same opportunities presented themselves you would do the exact same thing no I'm going to stick with my original plan and try and be sober (laughs) until April yeah okay all right Mm -hmm. so what is that Mm -hmm. five six weeks five and a half weeks (laughs) I can do it I can at least do two weeks straight of not drinking I'm not getting involved in that. I just, I, I can't. She throws up before the show. Boy. She wasn't bragging about it or anything. I just ran I was disappointed. Out. I just kind of looked at her and said, you look terrible. And I owned I up to it. I you're allowed to say that either, by the way. Just, said, uh, just to point that out. Oh, I was worried about <laughs> COVID. And I was like, hey, you look like you might be sick. And uh, No, just hung over. Let's get into the top five at five with these kids. This is the top five at five. The five biggest topics in the world of sports and beyond. Here's Evan Cohen. It is the top five at five here on ESPN 106.3. Streaming live at ESPNWestPalm.com. Play ESPN 106.3 connected devices and speakers. Coquel has five questions. He will count them down five through one. We will debate the answers. And we start with number five. Chris, what do you have? At a seven-on-seven tournament over the weekend, this interaction happened between former Panthers and Patriots quarterback Cam Newton and a high school athlete. You asked. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. Rich. You're a free agent. You're about to be poor. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. You're a free agent. Greater extreme, how good Cam looks or how bad the kid looks? I'm going to say with how good Cam looks, but I, I'm going to say it this way. I think if you didn't realize this about Cam, you haven't been paying attention. And I, I, I say that because of the fact that I, I'm somebody that, that roots for the Patriots. So, like, the last year, I have seen Cam act this way with class, with respect, with accountability. Like, Cam is a really, really, really good dude. That, that comes off, uh, like, all the time, in my opinion. I think this is an unbelievable thing that happened for this kid. I, I really do, and you may think I'm nuts. 
He acted horribly. Absolutely horrible. It's embarrassing. You show up to Cam Newton's camp and you heckle Cam Newton, like it's ridiculous. I have been to uh, Heath Evans events. I've been to Anquan Bolden events. I've been to Abe Elam events. I've been to all of these great athletes that have come out of Palm Beach County and some of the kids that have um, that have, have gone there. And I've seen the way that they've acted and behaved towards all of the professionals that have come through there, and I have never seen anything like this. Like, I, I remember vividly watching Kelvin Benjamin Glade Central and obviously play in the NFL, happened to play with Cam. Um, not exactly best friends with Cam, but happened to play <laughs> with Cam uh, with Carolina and then played in, in, um, in, in Buffalo. I remember an interaction watching Calvin Benjamin as a 10th grader with Randy Moss in a golf cart with Randy Moss and Kevin Falk of the Patriots at that time and Moss just in awe of watching this beast that was Calvin Benjamin play football. Like, and it was amazing, the respect. I remember when Jacoby Brissett was in high school at Dwyer and, like, walking from field to field, he and I just talking and the level of respect that he would have for his elders, which I can't believe I'm considered an elder, but at this point, I guess I am an elder, right? Like, I, I've seen so much respect. I think the only issues that people had was there was one person who had an issue with Matt Castle and another person that had an, and the same person had an issue with Wes Welker. Problem is, I'm the person on both of those. Um, so, <laughs> because... <laughs> I beat Matt Castle in a quarterback competition. He denied it, and I thought Wes Welker was trying to like show everybody up for turning punts, and I got bothered by it. Um, but so I was really the only person that had an issue. So I've seen kids behave unbelievably well. So I do think, and Coquel, you're, you're going to have every right to correct me because you coached high school football, so you've probably seen way more bad than I ever had. But all of that said, this kid's going to learn from this. It's almost going to be impossible for him not to learn from this. And my bet is I'll bet you a dollar. That we'll see a story on ESPN in a year. Jeremy Schaap, E60, will have a report how Cam Newton has become this kid's mentor. That Cam stays in touch with them. They text every week. He sends Cam his game tapes and Cam reviews them for him. You watch. Cam is going to end up taking this kid under his wing and be a mentor for this kid. And Cam handled himself beautifully. This kid acted like an ass, but he's a kid and he's going to learn from it. And I think this is going to end up being a great thing for this kid. I'll take your dollar because the kid's a turd, and this is what the seven-on-seven seven generation of athletes are. Every seven-on-seven seven tournament ends with kids acting like clowns. It is the absolute worst, and it's because we have all these street agents that now form teams, and the kids don't play with their high school coaches. They go out there and play with some other guys, so there's no rules because these coaches who aren't their coaches, the street agents, they just want the best kids to play for them, so they don't care how they act. They're not there to discipline them because they don't care about the kids. They're all about themselves and the free crap they can get by taking these kids around the country in these tournaments. This is what you get now. It's disgusting, and you lose all of that coaching mentorship that you saw at the Heath Evans camp, and you saw at Anquan's camp. These seven-on-sevens are the absolute worst, these teams. But those were all seven on sevens. Like I'm standing there yeah, watching AB Lemon and Anquan and Heath mentor these guys. Those, I don't understand. Those were high school. I guarantee the teams there were with their high schools, right? I don't remember, but I would assume so. In the last five years or so, it's all turned into it's basically all star teams. No one plays with their teams anymore because people get but, offered different. But things you don't to go think that them. can be? You don't think that can be combated by Cam's involvement in this? That this thing directly happened with Cam? I mean, I guess it can. The kid didn't seem like he wanted to listen, and even in his apology that he sent out, he apologized to his entire organization. Like, what organization do you have? Not, yeah, that was confusing. There. What organization does he work for? What are we talking about? I apologize to Cam Newton, my entire organization, my coaches for my actions, and the 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. Like, he thinks he has an organization. There's the problem.
These seven-on-seven tournaments, they're the problem. Yeah. I, I, it, well, Ben, the street agents you're talking about, if, if they're coaching up these kids and Cam Newton's life and career is not enough or is not a goal, you got major problems. Dude has made over $150 million playing in the NFL for over a decade for two franchises, including for Bill Belichick, starting all the games that he was eligible to play non-COVID last year. He's been an MVP of the league. He was the Heisman Trophy winner. He's the number one pick in the draft. He's basically a supermodel whenever he wants to do post-NFL career as a fashion, you know, as a fashion model and, and, and person and entrepreneur. Like, Cam is not something to strive for. I get the fact that he wasn't good at football last year, but Cam's not somebody to strive for. Like, that's not enough. Cam's considered yeah. the loser for that kid. Are you kidding me? And the kid, if you're going to talk crap, learn how to talk crap. All he just kept saying was the same thing over and over again. He also doesn't understand how wealth works. Just because he doesn't have a team anymore doesn't make him poor all of a sudden. Kids talking crap terribly also. Get good at that That's first. Big, that, so you're big. You're mad at the fact that the kid's not a good crap talker. Yeah, that too. And he, and he clearly wasn't good because Cam asked him, how did you do yesterday? And his buddy's like, oh, he's fast. So clearly he doesn't play because he made plays. The kid would have brought them up. The kid's a turd. And not a turd because he's not good. But if you're not going to be good, don't talk trash. But turd. at the same time, like, I, you're writing him off. I'm not ready to write the kid off. I wrote him off when he wasn't good. The kid's a joke. Well, then you'd write off every player that ever played for you. No, they were good. I just brought them down. That's different. Totally. I Number write off four. the coaching staff. <laughs> Speaking of good coaches, though, NFL legend and current Jackson State football coach Deion Sanders had mixed emotions following his team's 53-0 win over Edward Waters. God bless you. Appreciate you and everything. I'm pissed off right now because I have mixed emotions. We won. Kids played really well. While the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room, in the coach's office. Yeah, credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had on my necklaces. How? So when I talk about quality, raising the standards, that goes for everyone, man. Not just the people on the field, not just the coaches, not just the teachers, not just the faculty, but that's everybody, security and everybody. So how do you think it feels coming back after just teary-eyed because the guys have presented me with the game ball, one of the best moments I've ever had in my professional sports career emotionally. And then you go into your locker room, your coach's office to digress, and you notice and you don't even have a phone to call your mama, to call your girl, to call your, your kids because it's been stolen. You don't even have the the scully hats that you wore here we're gonna find out who did it yeah that that's the last one would bother me if i if somebody took my scully that'd be a big problem <laughs> well jackson state sports information director went on to say the belongings weren't stolen they were moved the, for safety the belongings the belongings the belongings right yeah okay go ahead <laughs> they were moved for safety and not stolen who do you believe prime or jackson state I mean, I think it's pretty clear they were stolen and then returned, right? Like, have you seen the, have you gone in the Xfinity On Demand and seen the movie that you can get Honest Thief with Liam Neeson, which looks terribly good? Like, it's probably awful, but also good at the same time. I think you have an Honest Thief, right? Somebody went into the, 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 the uh, office, took his stuff, realized, uh-oh, this is going to become a thing. It's Dion's thing. Somebody saw me. I better give it back. And I think you got the Honest Thief. I think it's Liam Neeson. That's who it is. I mean, it's clearly stolen, no, Coquel? Yeah, I definitely think it was stolen. I think they were covering for it. Like, I covered for my mistake of leaving Xfinity. 
and we're back with Xfinity. My wife already texted me today telling me it's so much better. And you should uh, get the honest thief now <laughs> just to learn more about this. I just love, like, so Dion can't, like, there's no other way of calling his mom. Like, it's the only <laughs> phone that works. Dion Sanders, you're telling me, has only one I, phone? I don't believe that. I, I don't that. buy that. I just love only Dion can say, well, thank God I had my chains on me. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, good. I once interviewed Warren Sapp in person. Horrible breath, by the way. Oh, interviewed Warren Sapp in person. He's getting ready for the interview, emptying his pockets to make himself more comfortable. Takes out a phone. Takes out another phone. <laughs> then took out a third phone. He's the only person I have ever seen with three cell phones. I think Had three, three cell phones. I think those are for uh, three different people. Doesn't surprise me it's worn up. No, probably not. Number three. <laughs> An outdoor hockey game between the Golden Knights, that's a hockey team, and the Avalanche was delayed because of too much sun. What is worse, outdoor game delayed by sun or rain delay in a dome stadium? Well, the retractable roof probably is a better way of saying it. That's on me. I, I put dome. But didn't the Marlins in, like, their first game in the new stadium have some sort of issue with a rain delay in a retractable roof stadium? It took them forever remember, to close it. <laughs> I remember McLovin and I on the air and be like, I don't understand, Brian McLovin Rhodes. I, I, I don't understand. What's happening right now? We're like, I thought they spent, I thought the whole point of Loria and Samson, the former crooks that owned the team, stole all the money from the citizens of Miami in order to have something that would close during the rain. How is there a rain delay on an indoor stadium? And literally it was only the Marlins. So I think it's got, that's got to be more weird. And by the way, I'm going to defend the NHL on this. How many how many times, and Jeanette was probably drunk because she's breathing, but how many times, Coquel, on Saturday morning, did you see the tweets of, of that stadium? Like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. The rink looks amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just yeah, saw yeah. all this stuff. And did anyone say, because I didn't, did anyone say, hey, uh, isn't that going to melt because <laughs> it's sunny out? Nobody thought of this. I know. I None think of, like, we didn't think of it either because I saw our buddy Mike Thomas in Chicago, who's a huge uh, um, hockey fan who runs our Chicago station, ESPN 1000. I follow him on Twitter and he was tweeting about it like crazy. And I didn't say, like, he didn't even say, like, hey, isn't this going to melt at some point? Nobody thought of this. Well, you got to think they would have thought the temperature was going to be good enough for it to stay up. I, I don't understand how they didn't know it was going to melt if it was too warm. I, and then the other weird part is they delayed the game nine hours. So what the hell did the players do all day? <laughs> they were drinking with Jeanette. <laughs> Jeanette was actually in Tahoe <laughs> drinking with all the <laughs> NHL players because the reason she had to drink so much was because the ice started to melt with the sun and they had nine hours until they could play again. Top five and five here on ESPN 106.3. Chris Coquel, Jeanette Javier, Evan Cohen with you until six. What do we have? Uh, number two. Go ahead. Is Cowboys owner Jerry Jones a brilliant businessman or a really mean man for making a killing off? I don't mean to laugh at that. Or making a killing off of the raising the gas prices right now in Texas. The natural gas prices. So why are you laughing? You said you didn't mean to laugh, but why did you start just, to laugh? Because you sent the question over and just the way you wrote a really mean man. I pictured a little kid writing it. Sorry. He's really, so, really mean. I don't know how to feel about this. Oh, he's a terrible human being. But isn't everyone needs how, to be refunded. Isn't this how most billionaires become billionaires? That doesn't they make it better. They take advantage of the market. Oh, I'm not defending him. 
I'm just saying, like, he's taking advantage of the fact that people need something and in desperate times. And he's upping his prices to make even more money. Or he's part of the board of whatever it is to, to up their prices where they said on the call with their investors, I guess, that they are making a killing. That this is like, you know, I forgot the exact terminology. What did I write? I thought I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, they're hitting the jackpot. That, that was not Jerry Jones's terminology, but someone said on this call that they were hitting the jackpot. That is a seemingly a horrible thing to say. I'm torn. I, I guess it's pretty mean, but I wonder, can you really be a billionaire if you're nice all the time? Isn't part of being a billionaire being cutthroat? Like, even the nicest of people. Like, do you think Bill Gates, who's unbelievably charitable and has dedicated his whole life, basically, he and his wife, to doing good deeds for so many people, and if not for people like Bill Gates, who knows if we would even have the vaccine, right? Like, because he put millions and billions of dollars, whatever it was, into helping fund things. Like, there has to be some cutthroat nature to get to that level, no? Yeah, but I think there comes a point where you're being cutthroat and you're just being outright cruel while people are dying and freezing and you're ruining lives. People were emptying their savings. Some of those gas prices, I wouldn't have had the money to cover it at all. I don't know what you do. What do you do in that spot? I don't, don't have. It, uh, way, I, I don't think it's sixteen grand for his monthly bill because of it. Sixteen grand. Yeah, that's not good. Like you're destroying lives. The question is, could you could you gain value in PR by doing it the other way? That would it be equivalent to, right? Like the whatever you're making. In other words, if you're saying, okay, so the normal bill for whatever it is is $100, instead of quadrupling it or, you know, whatever, instead I'm going to cut it in half and I'm going to give people a credit for this or whatever it may be, are you going to win people over where they're going to say, hey, that's the kind of company that I want to work for or with, I should say? Yeah, you would definitely win. I don't know. You wouldn't make probably the same value, but eventually, at some point, money can't be this deciding factor for everything. And I know I'm preaching to you and I'm not saying you, Evan Cohen. But just half of America or a big chunk of America, it seems like dollars make our decisions rather than human lives. Yeah, I sometimes wish I was more concerned with what you just said. With right? And the like money more and- like yeah, like more motivated by like, no, this is going to garner me ten more dollars, so let me do it that way. And my whole career has been the exact opposite. I mean, I'm not trying to get into details on that, but like I mean, you know enough, Coquel. Like, I, I have not been the chase the dollar guy. Yeah. Now, maybe I've made a mistake. I, but I, my whole thing is by not chasing the dollar, I feel like I've made more than I would have otherwise. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. But you- I, I don't know the answer to that question. But but Jerry Jones has so many dollars. But it's but again, some people may look at it as wow, good for him, still chasing the dollar. But like people are dying while he's chasing the dollar, and in some ways, like. They're, they're going to be, you know, their lives are going to be ruined because he continues to chase their dollar. Like, can there be a way you chase the dollar, be moral and ethical while not hurting others? You could always just put aside chasing the dollar during a terrible tragedy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, when No, I don't know. what I mean, I know I understand what you're saying, but like, it's a hard thing to relate to. Right. Because I'm not in the position. It's not like, hey, you know what? Let's raise the prices for advertising. Because, like, that's not going to affect people during a pandemic, like during a the, the situation going on in Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's got there's got to be some point where it becomes being a decent human being is more important than money. And I don't know when that will be. Yeah. Number one. More impressive for FAU's Caleb Pendleton, two grand slams in one inning or two grand slams in your first two collegiate at-bats? I think we should let him answer that when he calls in, which I feel like is moments away. 
He is going to call in on Saturday night. Caleb Pendleton did something ridiculous. This is a freshman at FAU on the baseball team. He went to Jensen Beach High School. Now, does he know you, Coquel, or no? I worked on a swing with him. No, just kidding. Um, I don't know, know if you he knows. No, no I, I'm not sure. I coached there at the same time, so he might. But I didn't work closely with him or anything. All right, so I'll ask him 35 questions about you. No. Um, so in his first two collegiate at-bats, he hit two grand slams in the same inning. I mean, again, I talk about the weird sports weekend. This is an insane thing. Absolutely insane thing. We're going to talk to Caleb Pendleton in just a minute or so. And then I know a lot of people were watching the highlights, of course, of him. Because how can you not? What he did was just remarkable on uh, Saturday nights. And it was maybe the best performance of the year by any human being. And Caleb Pendleton, Jensen Beach, FAU, joins us now here on ESPN 106.3. Caleb, Evan Cohen, thank you so much uh, for a couple of minutes. We appreciate your time uh, today. I want to ask you this. Prior to Saturday, what was the best night of your life? <laughs> Prior to Saturday, um, I probably couldn't even think about it right now. Saturday tops everything, um, uh, baseball-wise, everything that um, I could have ever dreamed of. So um, baseball-wise, Saturday was the coolest experience I've ever had. Walk me through what the day was like leading up to the at-bats. Pretend I didn't hear about it. Pretend I didn't see it. Caleb Pendleton, walk me through your day and night on Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday during the day, I honestly didn't think I was going to play Saturday night. Um, so when I got to the fields and I saw on the lineup card that I was playing, um, nerves started to kick in. And I was a little nervous, and we ended up having a light delay. So we um, the game was supposed to start at 6 and didn't start at 7.30, so the nerves just built up more and more. Um, throughout the entire game time. So um, this nerves struck me the entire time. I was just trying to keep calm and settle down before the game started. Game starts. You're in the lineup. Then what? So uh, my first at bat, um, well, first we were the home team. So we uh, went out to, I was catching and it was kind of, the game started speeding up a little bit. I was nervous. I was out there. The game sped up and I was trying to get to the inning, get back to the dugout. And then, um, well, my first at-bat, I came up there, and the bases were loaded, and I kind of just locked in and went up there to hit, and I wasn't trying to do too much. I just wanted to um, drive in and hopefully at least one run. I really was just thinking about not striking out and not turning into a double play. And so I get two strikes after I kind of chased two pitches out of the zone, and so I really locked in. And then um, the two strikes, he throws me a curveball that I saw really well out of the hand, and I turned on it, and I hit it, and I started running, and um, as I was starting running, I realized that I had a chance of getting out, and I was kind of saying to myself out loud, like, get out ball, and as soon as it went out, the feeling that came across me was crazy. I've, I've never been so excited for something um, baseball-wise in my entire life. If I told you on Saturday, I stopped, I come in the dugout, and I said, Caleb, that's it. You're not going to get a hit the rest of the night. You guys are going to win, but you're not going to get a hit the rest of the night. I assume after that at bat, you're cool with that. First ever at bat at the Cardinals, you hit a grand slam. I would have been completely cool with that. <laughs> when did you start to realize, I'm going to get up again this inning? Forget about what you did. We'll get to that in a second. But when did you start to realize, I'm going to get up again this inning? Yeah, so we had a little rally going with two outs, and uh, um, I, was kinda, I wasn't I was really ready to hit. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm on deck. So I went on deck, and um, Steve was up to bat, and I was sitting there like, if he gets on, I'm going to have a chance to go back up there with the bases loaded. And um, I tried to just stay as calm as I could. You Now you're about to go up to bat. 
The bases are loaded. Does it go through your mind? I have a chance to do this again in the same inning. So as I walk up there, um, I, for a quick second, think I could hit another grand slam. And as soon as I thought that, I tried to, like, flush that thought out of my head. And so I didn't, I didn't want to try to hit a home run because normally when you try to hit a home run, you don't. You get out. So I was just trying to uh, pass the torch and get it to the next guy on deck and just drive in one run at that point. Now you're up. Walk me through the second at bat. Yeah. So I get up there, and uh, I knew the first pitch, the uh, first at bat, I, got, I hit a curveball out. So I was assuming they would come with a fastball. And yeah, he threw me a bell-high fastball, and I saw it really well out of the hand. And as soon as I hit it, I knew it was gone. So I'm running around first base. Everyone asked me, like, when I got back to the dugout, what people said to me. And I honestly don't remember anything. I kind of, like, like everything was such a blur when I was running around coming back in the dugout. The teammates were, were going crazy. Some of them were a little shocked. So... I kind of don't remember much of what was said in that moment, but I just remember it being a really cool feeling running around the bases. Evan Cohen talking with Caleb Pendleton. Jensen Beach High School, FAU baseball, first ever game, first two at-bats, two grand slams, same inning on Saturday night. As I simply reset this, and I say what I just said, it, I, I know what happened on Saturday, Caleb, and you know what happened because you did it. It's absurd to say it. The more you hear it does, it, does it does it get any more real, or is it still absurd hearing people like me say that? It, it's it's still pretty crazy. Um, I'm trying to. I know we got a game tomorrow, so I'm trying to flush it out and not think about it too much. But still, in the back of my mind, it's it's pretty crazy that it happened. And every um, message that I get or every post that I see, it's kind of more surreal every time. What do you normally think about when you're batting? Like you said specifically, I couldn't think about hitting another home run slash grand slam. What normally goes through your mind when you're batting? Normally it depends on the situation. Um, in that situation, I just wanted to hit a line drive through the infield, something hard, make something happen. So normally it's based off the situation, just trying to stay within myself and trying to stay what I need to do to get it to the next guy. I have never seen you play before. I've never seen any of your highlights before Saturday night. So excuse the ignorance. Are you a home run hitter? Yeah, so um, not really. In high school, um, I, my junior year, I hit one home run, and that was, that was it for my high school career. I had, I think, two or three in travel ball. But before I came to FAU, I really didn't hit very many home runs. And I came here, and I got on a good weight program and good um, coach with Coach Mams um, being my hitting coach. And he gave me a better approach, and I feel like, now I can expand that for, as a part of my game. What's more surprising, two grand slams in your first at-bats, two at-bats, or two grand slams in the same inning? I would say my first two at-bats because normally when I, when I was thinking about my first first at-bat, I was just thinking about hitting the ball hard. I, not really thinking about hitting a home run. That was probably the last thing in my mind. So, Talking with Caleb Pendleton, Evan Cole with you here on ESPN 106.3. Two home runs, two grand slams, first two at-bats, Saturday night for FAU. Just the most ridiculous thing of all time. Game ends now, which, I mean, again, as um, you know, I'm getting notes from people, Chris Coquel on the show, who used to be the Jensen Beach football coach who nobody remembers exists. But Coquel um, is saying it's a fair question. I mean, seventh inning, a strikeout, kind of weak, no? I mean, what's up with that? I mean, you struck out <laughs> in the seventh? I mean, what's up with that? I know. I, I honestly was a little frustrated after I struck out, and someone walked up to me and were like, dude, you hit two grand slams in the same, and you can't be frustrated right now. <laughs> so game ends, Caleb. What happens then? Because I'm sure your phone's blowing up, Twitter, Sports Center, everything. What, what happens then? What do you do Saturday night? Yeah, so I left my phone was in the locker room, and so I didn't see my phone. I did um, 
an interview or two after the game with um an, with FAU, and then I went back to the locker room, and my mom wasn't at the game, so I had to call her and talk to her real quick. Um, and then I talked to my dad after the game because he was there, and then laying in bed Saturday night, I was up. I couldn't really go to sleep, so I was up very late looking at messages and. Did we lose him? Oh, no. We might have lost oh, him. Oh, no. We lost him. How cool is it, though, that he was not only he was on SportsCenter's Top 10, he was on yeah. the front page of ESPN.com, he's on here with you now. Like, what a, what a weekend. You equate those three, Coco? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. Right. Yeah, no, you equate those three. Jeanette, let us know when we have him back. So let's see. What have we learned so far? Not a home run hitter. Hits two grand slams in the same inning. Um, was was beyond nervous. They were delayed. Didn't realize he was even going to play. Beyond nervous for his first at bat. The second at bat, he started noticing, oh, my God, I may be up with the bases loaded. And, and then realized, uh-oh, I am up with the bases loaded, but I have to get the thought of a grand slam out of my head after the game he calls his mom and his dad and everybody's buzzing about this he's on sports center etc and that's where we left off with K- uh, Caleb Pendleton from FAU Jensen Beach High School we're going to get back on in a second here hopefully uh, to finish this conversation and this story because it is amazing it was all over the place all weekend long and I'm sure um, you know while we're getting him back I'll tell everybody about Duffy's because people are probably watching it like crazy at Duffy's on Saturday night um, just going crazy that, that was like what was in the sports bar on Saturday night the restaurant etc because it was like the number one highlight all over the place um everywhere and i think caleb rejoins us now hopefully yes do we have caleb Hmm. in a second no okay in a second so um duffy's mvp.com by the way for more information including the ones near uh, jensen beach and boca raton of course and uh, new items on the menu the rack and shrimp platter the philly french dip the Cajun Chicken Alfredo, and it's always two-for-one drinks all day, every day, which I think Jeanette has been having nonstop since uh, Friday. As a matter of fact, uh, Jeanette, of course, vomited before the show. I want to point that out. In the bathroom, at work, one minute before the show, and claims she is an adult. I don't see how that's possible. And a complimentary birthday gift. Registered MVP members will get a complimentary birthday gift automatically added to your card. Duffy'sMVP.com for more information. Caleb Arene joins us now. So we lost you when you were telling us the story about, about Saturday night and what you did afterwards. But I want to follow up on this. So the phone call to your mom. Did your mom know what had happened, or you had to be the first one to tell her this? Yes, my mom actually, uh, they streamed the game, so she actually got to see it live. And then she was getting videos and text messages from my dad. So she knew about it already. She was really excited for me. She was a little bummed she wasn't there, but she was super excited for me. So that was a fun phone call to talk to her about it. The most famous person to interact with you post-game, whether it's call, text, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, who's the most famous person to say something about you, Caleb Pendleton? So not directly, but on MLB's um, post about the home runs, um, Tatis Jr. commented on it, and that was probably the the coolest comment. You didn't see my tweet? Yeah, yeah, he's poor. Um, (laughs) I'm dead serious. I thought about this, and maybe this is just me being glass half empty with everything. I'm being serious. Any moment that you thought, maybe I should hang it up and retire, I've done all I could do. <laughs> Someone said that to me. They're like, you should just stop now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what can you actually do that's better than this? Exactly. That's everyone saying it's true, but it, it's only there's nothing you can go uphill from here, so it's technically only downhill, but I just got to stay within myself and not let this pressure get to me and just keep playing my game. 
Tell me something about the t- hitting two grand slams in the same inning, hitting two grand slams in your first at bat, about that night, that day, on Saturday. Everyone is buzzing about it. Tell me something that people don't know, that you haven't said yet. Give me some piece of information that I'm unaware of about that night. Yes, we were talking about, um, we, me and my buddy saw a tweet that it was like one in 58 billion college athletes have attempted hitting a grand slam in their first two at bats, and it's never happened until now. So we were talking about this. It, the chances of the same guys being on base for both at-bats, um, Steve Loden was on first base, Jared DeSantelo was on second, and Mitch Harding was on third for the exact same both at-bats. That is nuts. I have not heard that. But I did not even realize that. Same three yeah, guys. I, same three guys. We didn't realize it until yesterday we were talking about it, and they were same three guys on both at-bats. That's nuts. All right, I have a couple of quick things to finish with. I want you to weigh in on a couple of things we've been talking about today. So my producer, Jeanette, who you just spoke to, was drunk all weekend, threw up one <laughs> minute before the show today. Do you think that is a grown-up or a kid? Like, would you, would you label somebody one minute before work throwing up at work as a kid move or a grown-up move? <laughs> uh, I don't have any say on that one. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, all right. Doesn't want to weigh in. That means it's a kid move. Um, <laughs> Olive Garden, that's your go-to restaurant? You love Olive Garden? Is that what I've learned Olive here? Garden is every special event, every birthday that my parents have ever had. We've always gone to Olive Garden. I'm, I'm a big Italian fan, so I love Olive Garden. Right, you're a big Italian, Italian fan. Olive Garden is you. So are you more of a breadstick guy or a salad guy? Breadstick guy. Like how many breadsticks will you eat at at a, at a sitting? At Olive Garden, normally I have a bunch of leftovers because I'm always full on soup and breadsticks before I eat my meal. <laughs> so now to celebrate the two Grand Slams in the same inning, will we go to Olive Garden or do we have something bigger for the celebration on that? Um, we, we don't have anything bigger than Olive Garden. I actually um, saw my parents yesterday and we got a bite to eat quickly after the game. Um, but uh, we're no big celebration for that because we still got Tuesday to get to tomorrow's game tomorrow and then another weekend series to worry about so just kind of as best as i can put that behind me and keep working on the rest of the season all right final thing caleb have you enjoyed obviously you enjoyed saturday night have you enjoyed all of the attention that you have gotten after the fact i mean be honest you know what i'm saying enjoyed you know what i mean like have you enjoyed the attention that is happening you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yeah it's been it's been pretty cool it's been pretty cool but um like i said i'm trying to um, let it go by me. I, I, it's cool. I kind of, after I practiced today, just kind of sat back and wanted to focus back in. I had a list today and trying to talk to some of the guys that um, keep bringing it up and just say we got bigger things to focus on. So, Wow. You're saying all the right things, doing all the right things. One of the most ridiculous <laughs> nights, literally, in the history of your sport. Not just at FAU, not just in Palm Beach County, like in the history of the sport. Just a remarkable thing. Freshman FAU catcher from Jensen Beach, Caleb Pendleton. Two home runs, two grand slams, same inning, first two at-bats of his first collegiate game. Just absurd. Caleb, congratulations. Best of luck the rest of the way, and enjoy some breadsticks from Olive Garden. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right, there he is, Caleb Pendleton, joining us here on ESPN 106.3. And obviously the one main thing you learn is that he thinks Jeanette's a joke for puking before the show. I mean, that's what you learn there from that, that Jeanette, one minute before the show, puking because she was hammered all weekend. Even Caleb, a two grand slams in the same inning. I mean, just ridiculous. Oh, my God. Go you put, out. Wow. You put him in a rough spot there, Evan. 
I'm just going to. Well, how is that know. a rough spot? Because his dad's a lead pastor, and you ask him at a church, and you ask him if he, you know, enjoyed, if you know what I'm saying, the special events from the two home runs. He's been interviewed by everybody. He was interviewed that's by Theo and Tyree yeah, on the you, TV side. What are you what talking you, about? That's what you were talking about, really? Really? What do you think I am, Jack Easterby? What's what's the matter with you? I'm not. Too, uh, come on, what's the matter with you? Come on, jeez, man, oh man. I mean, Ken Levicka writes all my questions. What do you want from <laughs> me? Wow, tremendous. Tremendous. That is that is just absurd. Like that is so surreal to not get so overly nervous in that spot. You know what I mean? Like the second time around, when you realize the same guys are on base and the potential for another grand slam, I mean, that is just insane to that, think about. That's a memory. I still think about hitting a double to win a game in Little League when I was twelve. With I still loaded. think about getting uh, hit in the head against a pitcher <laughs> who was so good that I was so excited that the guy hit me in the head because I was wearing a helmet, obviously. It didn't hurt, and I'm like, oh, I would have never gotten on base against this guy. Thank God he hit me. That I hit by a pitch. You know, I was like, I was ahead of my time. I was about on base percentage, obviously, however you get to first there. So I was just like, I mean, this kid, kudos to Caleb Pendleton. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Said it all. Said it all. Anything else to say, Coco? Jeanette, <laughs> anything? I, it's just an incredible moment. Even watching it live on t- through Twitter and seeing it all unfold, I was bragging that I thought That's I was... That's not watching it live. I mean, it kind of was. I, no, it's, no, you no, can't it's say not. watching no, it live not. on no. Twitter. Mm-mm. His dad tweets no. out the videos like as they happen, so it's basically That's live. not watching it live. live. What are you nope. talking you about? Do you not understand what live is? Yes, Wrong. because I used to have a different... TV than Xfinity, so I'd be on a three-minute delay, so it was just like that. Now that I've expanded Xfinity, I'm starting to understand live, but that three-minute delay was like well, live. Well, I mean, clearly I need to tell you more about Xfinity, which I'm going to do in a second. Jeanette, uh, I can't believe I have to go to you, drunk Jeanette, on this. Um, hey. Help me out on this, because this guy is nuts. Go ahead. With Explain. <laughs> live. What's live? He doesn't live, understand. Ha- you're watching it real time when, right. when it's happening. And you were not. Even I was. If, no, you were. no, you weren't. No, you were not. No, you're you just lying. Wrong. You're actually lying right yeah. now. I'm mm-hmm. not. His dad tweeted it as it happened. And I watched it. Uh, tweet. It means he has to retweet it. And it has to show up on the feed. And by the time it comes on the feed, it's your two minutes late, which is not live. It's, Thank it you. It was live. No, it's not. You could say I was watching... I was scrolling through Twitter as this was all unfolding. If you use the word unfold in that spot, then you get then it's a pass. You can't sit there and say I was watching it live. So it's you're like, telling me it's like you being, watch a Saturday night, you're sitting down <laughs> and you and your kids are watching FAU baseball on the stream? That's what's happening? Yeah, then we got excited with the home run yeah. by Caleb. Okay. Good job, Owls. I was McCormick's, watching the I was McCormick's watching the coach. stream too, if Great that was the case. Him. And Jeanette was drinking milk all weekend. I mean, exactly. give me a break. Uh-huh. I mean, jeez. So man, oh man. Speaking of Xfinity, what if you made the rules? Coquel would indicate that, you know, watching something on Twitter would actually be live somehow. You'd probably make ice cream mandatory for breakfast, maybe decide mullets were fashionable again. And if you were in charge of your wireless plan, you'd most likely do something to save yourself a bunch of money. Well, you're in luck because when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together, you can save up to $300 a year on your wireless bill. With Xfinity Mobile, you can choose the perfect data option for each person using it from unlimited to shared data or a mix of each all on one plan. You make the rules here. Get Xfinity mobile and internet together for just 35 bucks a month you'll get internet for 12 months with a one-year agreement and mobile with the one gig gig wireless data option go to xfinity.com slash save big call 1-800-XFINITY 
or visit an Xfinity store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Offer ends March 22nd, 2021. Restrictions apply. New performance starter customers only. Equipment taxes and fees are extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Wireless savings compares to average of top providers. Xfinity internet required. All with Xfinity. Now we're going to go live to Chris Coquel with the Duffy's Daily Headlines. Now it's time for the Duffy Sports Grill Daily Headlines. A check of the biggest things going on in the sports world. All right, Evan. Live from Seattle, Seattle Mariners CEO Kevin. No, this happened two hours ago, this guy <laughs> resigning. Live? Yeah, but it's West Coast. Wrong again. That's like saying, okay, ESPN West Palm tonight with JMP live on Thursdays. <laughs> well, that's way beyond the three-week limit. There's a limit. All right, I well, mean, jeez, just you're, you're actually trying to take away from this kid's moment. We just had a great 10 hey, minutes with Caleb Pendleton. He walked you know, us through the entire night. We got every little detail, and including the detail of tell us something that hasn't been talked about. He gave us that. He gave us his Olive Garden breakdown, and you now are trying to take away from this. That's out, what you're trying to do. Struck out in the seventh. Didn't know who I was. Selfish. Didn't follow me on Twitter until after this. Like, come on. Pendleton. Wow, you're holding it against this guy. Ken Levicka had to text me, by the way, here in weekdays 3 to 5. Uh, I talked to him earlier today. Oh, thanks, Ken. Uh, you're so cool. Okay. All right. So you talked to him earlier today. Yeah, where, where, where is that going to be broken? Where's that airing, by the way? Yeah. I bet you no one's listening. I've been there. All right. So Seattle Mariners CEO Kevin Mather <laughs> has resigned after a video service with him making derogatory remarks about his players. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this? I've watched some of this. It's bad. The thing about the interpreter is interesting because what he's saying, he said it horribly. He's saying he doesn't want to add the expense of an interpreter for a, a player that doesn't speak English. But he he added, he, he just did it so horribly. If his thing was, hey, we, you know, if you said, hey, we're not going to, you know, give players an interpreter for longer than a certain amount of time because one of the things we want to do is have them learn the English language and whatever. Okay, if he did it in a constructive way. But or if you're like, hey, you know, we believe that part of Major League Baseball has got to discuss, like, hey, if you need an interpreter and we're paying you, you know, twenty million a year, it should be your seventy-five thousand, not ours, that comes with it. Even, I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying there was no constructive way of him doing this, and he said all kinds of derogatory remarks. That's the one that I thought maybe could have had a little bit of like conversation, maybe. And also the other one, like that again, could have had more conversation. If this guy had any kind of sense in, as to how to do it was when he was talking about you know making sure that guys would not be in the big leagues because they didn't want to start the service clock that happens all the Everywhere. time it's a horrible it's a horrible thing but it, like none of everything he said basically came off like almost borderline derogatory and discriminatory and angry versus like actually conversational about hey remember when Chris Bryant was with the Cubs and the Cubs knew he was better than the players they had in the bigs but they held him back and they said they were going to do so because they didn't want to start the clock which means they didn't want to pay him more before they had to like, that's a flaw in the system in baseball, which, Coquel, we've been talking about for years. Like, that's not something that's new. Yeah. But this guy is just off, off his rocker with some of this stuff. Every single team does it, which is completely awful, and I can't believe the Players Association still allows it. But he also, the biggest thing he said when he talked about Julio Rodriguez and his not being able to speak English, it wasn't tremendous. This is a guy the Mariners put out videos of him interviewing other players. You go try to live in another country and speak as well as this guy does. That that wasn't the one I was talking about. I was talking about uh, Ishikawa, I believe. The yeah, pitcher. yeah, no, I know, but he went on to talk about Rodriguez also. Like, so it's yeah, just the and whole I've never heard of, of any of these guys, basically. To be honest with you, I, I looked it up after because I wanted to see how bad it really was, 
And then when I saw that this guy actually does videos for the Mariners interviewing other players in English, and that's the guy you're picking on, I wonder why you're picking on him. Yeah, that's bad. But what I'm saying is, if some of these underlying issues, forget him for a second, some of the un- underlying issues that came out are issues that need discussion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The the players holding, Service out, holding time, up in all the minor leagues for an extra year. And, he, and even if it's like, you know, hey, we have budgeted for X amount of dollars for the team and, like, we didn't budget for an interpreter or whatever it is, which, again, you could say, well, what, who cares? Like, but this, like, businesses have budgets, right? And if you're, and if the thing is actually from a good place, which I'm not saying it is in this case, but if it's from a good place of, hey, we want to motivate, you know, this person to learn English quickly, Right? Like, Jeanette, your family's first language is not English, right? Correct. Correct? Spanish, what, yes. Yeah, what motivated you and your family to learn English as quickly as possible? Was there something sp- – like, meaning, what I'm asking Jeanette is out of, out of a lack of knowledge that I have that I'm interested in her answer. And if this guy had any thought process of, I have a player that came to the United States. I don't believe it's in his best interest to never learn English. How do I get him to the place of learning English? Jeanette, tell me you're offended if you're offended, but that seems to be productive, what I just said. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not offended at all. It's accurate. You, I learned English. I teach my family English so we can become successful and assimilate correctly and be American and just live and be successful in our careers here now that we live in the States. Right. Do you teach them how to throw up one minute before the job because you're hungover all weekend, or they taught you that, just out of curiosity? Actually, my family don't, doesn't drink. My mom and my aunt. Not, not every member of your family. I know one that does. <laughs> Next, Coco. Way to pick up the slack. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin has di- was diagnosed with COVID-19. A reminder for everyone to wear your damn mask. No, let me give you the better reminder because I was wondering, geez, why are you doing this story? It's such, it's terrible. I hate talking about COVID-19. It's awful because it just brings everybody down. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And best wishes to Coach Tomlin, um, who I know spends a lot of time on Palm, in Palm Beach County, Breakers, etc. Uh, here we go. You're not that good looking. Cover your face. Unless you're Brad Pitt or Beyonce, everyone should be wearing a mask. It's probably going to be beneficial to you. You ain't that good looking. So if you're out there and you're like, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't need to wear a mask. You're not that hot. If you were, you'd be using your face for your profession. You get paid because you're so good looking. Take advantage of covering your second chin, your terrible teeth, and your pimples. That's what I'm doing. Do it. Next. The Heat are in action tonight, taking on the Oklahoma Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder. What? That's their nickname. You guys aren't in on the inside. The Oklahoma Thunder in a game that can be heard right here on ESPN 106.3 with pregame starting at 8.30. Shout out to the Heat. Great win on Saturday night against the Lakers. Hopefully they're starting to get back on track. I don't know how. If they win tonight, their, their road record for this seven-game trip tied for the longest in the history of the franchise would be 4-3. and three. It felt at one point like it was one in a hundred, but if they can win this game tonight, four and three, come back home and get themselves organized here. What at fourteen and si- uh, seventeen if they win tonight? I believe you know getting close to five hundred. It's feeling like things are going in the right di- right direction, and the main reason it's feeling that way is because of one Jimmy Butler. Next, Coquel. And that's it. The Knicks are one game from five hundred. That's not in the Duffy's Daily Headlines. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Caleb Pendleton. If you missed any of that interview, Coquel, tell everybody where they can find it. They can download the podcast. Make sure you search the Evan Cohen podcast wherever your podcasts are found. We are on to Tuesday right here on ESPN 106.3.